0: This is Mark Kelly and I'm part of the leadership at City Church Leeds and I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope that it blesses, encourages and inspires you. If you find these podcasts helpful, would you please consider standing with us and supporting us? For more information about this and other resources and media, please visit citychurchleeds.net. I
1: feel I'm coming in on the bit of a wave here you know that there's something that God is already doing and you could almost no I need to be careful what I say you could almost put a monkey up here and it would be anointed <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know what I mean <laughs> did that one get through uh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the presence of God is so real, so strong, that anything that you said here would, would be anointed. Anyway, um, <sighs> uh, bless you guys, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting to know, getting to know Mark and Annika. Um, we've had a little bit of time together, and uh, I really want to commend them to you, because uh, there's such a depth in there, but uh, I also see this in your just coming standing here this morning that it's representative of something that God is going to continue doing that God is going to continue to to bring resource and supply and you're part of that blessing of God both to this community and to this city so um, I'm I'm so thankful that you guys are here Oh, um, now this morning is going to be a little bit of a trailer um, we're not going to go over I don't I don't mean a caravan Oh, oh, yeah. Mm, Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing good, Jess. Keep going. I told you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I want to just recap over a few things that we've been exploring together over the last few weeks and months. And then Mark is going to come and set the stall out in terms of how we see things developing In the kind of immediate future the other side of the summertime Uh, a lot of the language that we use and we've heard it again this morning is this thing about family and all we're doing really is reflecting what is already in the heavenly realm that God's own uh, the order of heaven if you like is family and so uh, what we're about is seeing that same order being manifest uh, reproduced here in the realm of the earth and that family life if you just had a window into uh, heaven as i i believe that we all have by the spirit we can see these things um it's a it's a family life it's highly highly relational um full of love honor generosity uh, you know a whole range of things that we we have seen we've been given an insight into and that's what god is about reproducing on the earth we've also uh, i don't know whether you remember but a few weeks ago i spoke here about uh, how god called abraham or abram as he was then called him out of Uh, the land that he occupied out of uh, Ur of the Chaldees and called him to go to a land that he would show him. And on the way, God revealed to Abraham that he was going to do a number of things with him, but he was going to make him into a family. Now here was a man whose wife at that time Uh, was incapable of having children and so there was something immediately supernatural about that whole process but God was going to cause him to be a family and that through him all the families on the earth were going to be blessed so we understand that we are part of that inheritance we are family in the line of our father Abraham Um, through whom God is blessing this world and that family has the same characteristics as the family of heaven we are part of that family of heaven Um, there were a couple of things about Abraham that we drew out on the day that he was first of all a man who knew what it was to stand face to face with God he knew what it was to have that relationship that vital relationship that friendship With God and he was also a man who knew how to worship it was he was impregnated if you like because of his encounter with God he knew what it was to worship and everything that he did if you read the scriptures uh, he was seeking the face of God so it's uh, it's not not rocket science is it God's called us to be the same kind of people That we know what it is to live before God and we know how to worship Um, it's part of our family life now um, family is interesting uh, for those of you who have natural families uh, you'll know that family life takes a a degree of organizing so you know if you've got uh, kids at school Uh, You'll know that getting up in the morning, they don't feed themselves, they don't put their own lunch packs together, uh, they don't get themselves off to to school. All of these things need organising. And every family has um, a form of organisation to help life tick. And really what we're talking about is that there are some things that we want to be able to do to help the life of this community, this family, Help it to tick. Um, Now, uh, we hear about things like um, uh, wineskins, don't we? We talk about the wineskins. But the wineskin is really only to contain what it is that God's doing. And so, what we want to do is to be able to put some uh, structures and some plans in place, not in order to be an organization for its own sake. But in order to be able to contain what it is we believe God is doing Um, people can have a bit of a reaction to um, especially in the kind of circles I suppose that some of us have moved in Um, you know if you talk about organizing something it can be oh well that doesn't that limits the freedom of the spirit you know well um, true it can do it can become is a medical term, sclerotic. It can get rigid, can't it? Um, but that's not our desire. Uh, any organization that we put in has got to serve the purpose. It's got to serve the purpose of God. It's got to have that flexibility about it that enables the Spirit to do what He wants to do. But we believe that it's right to put some things in order. And so. Um, what we'll be talking about over the next few minutes is some of those things some of those plans that we want to help us to contain and extend what is what we believe God is doing now um, there's a couple of things I want to speak to just briefly one is um, that next weekend uh, we're going to address something which um, is I believe is overdue but we've come to that time now and it's when we set Mark and Cathy separately into eldership here uh, I mean we could all testify I believe to how much we have benefited from their ministry amongst us how much they've served us how much they've frankly how they've grafted um, the things that we have benefited from as a result of their own heart and desire to see this kingdom coming and so what we want to do uh, next week, next Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock uh, is to establish something in the house here whereby these two are being set into eldership and I believe that that time is going to be a time of, um, of release, a time of anointing and empowering. We've got, um, as well as those of you who, can, who are going to be here next weekend, I'd strongly, strongly encourage you to be here. Um, because what we want to do is as family to be able to endorse this and to align ourselves with what the Spirit is doing we'll be pe- people visiting from other parts of the country other uh, ministries Gareth and Ian Russell will be here um, we'll be having a time when we're praying for these guys laying hands on them and believing God for a, a really a fresh impartation upon them for the commission that God has given to them I won't say any more about that except to encourage us to be uh, here on the afternoon both to witness and to take part in what God is doing so that's first thing second thing we spoke some weeks ago uh, about how we felt that the whole area of belonging to this family the thing that we call membership uh, how that was something that really needed to bring some clarity to it and we've had opportunity to talk about that together Uh, we've had feedback through the life groups and so on Uh, we had an away day as a leadership forum um, to discuss these things and what we want to be able to do is just to come and to uh, Well, mark is going to just show you what it is that we plan to do come the autumn in terms of introducing that aspect of putting an administration in that we believe is going to be important for this next stage of our travelling together. So, clear so far? Yep, helpful? Yeah, very good. Context?
0: Good. Great. Mark, over to you, mate. Um, I'm going to do something a little bit unusual. I'm going to um, not stand here, because what I want the focus to be is what's going to appear on the screen. So I'm actually going to stand over at the side here, so don't be looking at me because that will just strain your neck particularly if you're on this side. Um, and hopefully this system will work where I can show you what I'm about to present. So this, um, so the, it's on both screens, so one will be slightly clearer than the other, thank you Jeff. Um, I'm well within my comfort zone here because this is all about practicalities. This is about getting stuff moving, getting stuff off the ground. And uh, so hopefully I'm going to be able to communicate this to you in a clear uh, and simple manner. I'm also very much aware as I look around that there's a number of people missing this morning. We're quite light on numbers this morning. And so other than you know, people being able to uh, download this off the web or maybe and see the thing that I'm going to present to you... Um, Listen very carefully as, as, I, as I communicate this and note down. So if you've got notebooks and things I write stuff down because what, I, what I'd like you to do is to be able to share this amongst those who aren't here. So if they ask you what happened on Sunday, you can say, well, we spoke about membership and we spoke about this. And so the things that we're communicating this morning, communication is a very strange thing. You can say something in what you think is the clearest manner possible and it's received completely differently. So let's... Let's do our best to, to communicate this in the way that I'm trying to try and present it to you this morning. Okay? So, um, <clears throat> I think the other thing I want to say as well is, is that, as John alluded to, um, that when you create a system for something, and that's what I'm going to show you this morning, um, it isn't there to stifle or to inhibit. But actually, when you create a system, you create something that should then be flexible enough to, to generate innovation, and creation, you know, it shouldn't be something that should stifle us. It should be something that releases us because we know we've got strong foundations in place, and we're no longer floating on loose ground. You know, some kind of weed on the water or something like that. We we know what we're doing. So hopefully, this will be able to do that. So <clears throat> when we talked about um, membership in the two leadership, uh, at least the previous two leadership um, sessions that we had, one was the. Uh, away day and one was just a a week or so ago. Uh, And when I talk about leadership, by the way, I'm not just talking about myself, John, Kate, and Kath, I'm talking about the Leadership Forum. So that's a a group of people uh, that we pull together that lead different departments or lead the life groups within City Church Leads. And so this is something that's been put together corporately throughout that Leadership Forum. Okay. So when we talked about it, we talked that there were... There were four main entry points into City Church Leeds, or four types of individuals um, that we'll be connecting into City Church Leeds, and indeed the wider church in general with a capital C. And the first of these uh, is somebody who believes, so a believer. Uh, And more often than not, you're going to be talking about somebody who's probably transferred from another church community, or maybe they've moved in, like, for example, Annika and Mark, they've moved in from another country, another place. And so that's what you've... You've got there, so you've got believers, one, one person, one kind of entry point. And then you've got something that we've called prodigals. So a prodigal is somebody, you know, like like from the Bible, somebody who has been away. So somebody has either been away from uh, church, from city church leads in particular. Uh, maybe they've moved away. Maybe they've, you know, got another job in another country. Or maybe they've just stepped out of city church leads for a little while and they haven't been attending anywhere for quite a long time um, it could be somebody who has stepped out of, of church life in other environments and maybe they've, they've still got some kind of faith but they just stepped out of church life um, and then you know they're on a journey not sure where they're going but they've, they've been away whatever it is for a long time um, so a prodigal is somebody who has then just made that commitment to want to come back and be part of a fellowship so that's what a prodigal is and then you've got a non-believer So somebody who has no faith whatsoever, um, maybe somebody who's atheist, maybe possibly even agnostic, that they might believe in something. But I've just listed it here as a non-believer. So that's another kind of entry point in there. And then finally, what I've listed here is a new believer. And so a new believer is those people who have been born into this family. So they've been born again into city church leads so however they've managed to get connected to us they found faith through us and that they've committed themselves to Jesus and accepted him as their Lord and Savior within the church body here so those are the, the four main entry points and th- there could be more if you decide to get more nuanced and more detailed but as overarching titles or labels for these kind of people and these kind of entry points I think that pretty much covers it. When um, we went around to talking to some of the life groups and the leadership forum as well, um, there, were, there was two main things that, that kept coming up time and again as the things that kept you plugged into City Church Leeds, the things that, that you, you, you know, made you not want to move on or, or, or look elsewhere. And the, those two things, first we, firstly, one was being part of a serving team. So getting involved in serving in City Church Leeds at some point. And then the second thing uh, that really helped people connecting and, and help people stay within City Church and stay within the family um, was life groups. So those, two, those were the two main things that helped people stay, help people remain committed, serving and life groups. So I guess how do you then turn the entry points of those individuals How do you turn those and get those connected? Or to put it in a less corporate way, how do you help these individuals engage with the family here? How do we plug them in to the whole? And that's what I'm about to present to you, the little journey uh, of how we can potentially make that happen. So there are two main ways that we're going to do this. The first way is Alpha. Who's heard of Alpha? Okay, all right. Probably then it's just... This needs a little bit of explaining because it's not not everybody, so there's a few of you who don't know. Alpha is an extremely successful um, outreach uh, course that was developed by a church in London called Holy Trinity Brompton. Uh, It is worldwide, and in fact, since they created Alpha, which wasn't so many years ago, um, I believe they've had over 20 million people go through the Alpha course. Uh, Of that 20 million people, Roughly 50% of those eventually have made some kind of commitment to Jesus. Uh, So if you think about it, I I don't know how long it's been going, seven years, something like that, maybe a bit longer. Over 10 million people have come to faith because of Alpha. It's an extremely useful outreach tool, an extremely useful and effective way of helping people understand what the Christian faith is, who Jesus is, what the Bible is, what's the Holy Spirit got to do with everything, and where does God the Father come into it. And it goes through all of that in a really simple but effective way. Uh, and so we're going to be beginning an Alpha. So um, what we've got in September uh, is, I'm, call, I'm calling it Super September. Um, we're going to launch a number of things in Super September, and, and Alpha is going to be one of those things. So I need you to be start thinking right now Am I the kind of person that can help volunteer to work uh, and to serve in Alpha? Just to say that I don't want to do Alpha in a home. I don't want to do Alpha in a church building. We want to do Alpha in a pub. Because we think a pub is just one of those places where if you're not a believer... You know, you'd probably frequent these places quite a bit. Maybe it becomes the local kind of thing where you go down, you meet people, you you, you gossip, you you get to know folks, and that's what you do. So what we're going to do is place Alpha right in the middle of that. And that's what we're going to do. We may end up having a a number of these things over Leeds kind of set in place. Now Alpha is, I think it's a 12-week course, 12 or 13-week course, and so we'll do that within pubs. So we're going to start thinking about pubs, and what kind of pubs can we, can we ask and would they mind us doing this uh, every other week? Now, I know that Chapel Allerton, when, when we branched off into three different churches a number of years ago, three different church plants a number of years ago, um, Chapel Allerton did it in a pub uh, uh, in Chapel A, and they found it extremely, well, it was, it was good, wasn't it? It was, it was fun, it was useful, and, and you know, they had a lot, of, a lot of earwiggers, so a lot of people listening that didn't necessarily come to be a part of Alpha. So we're going to do that. Second, the second and most probably important thing for us is that we're going to create a welcome life group. So we have life groups, uh, obviously, you know, we lead a life group, um, Patton and, uh, and Pete lead a life group and, and there's a number of others uh, across the city, but we're going to create something called a welcome life group and John and Kate have kindly um, said that they will host that within their home and they will, they will lead it, hopefully with a few others as well. Uh, and what that's going to do is that's gonna, uh, we're going to use that to um, maybe run a seven-week course uh, that explains to people who we are, who is City Church Leeds, what do we stand for, what are our distinctives, what kind of things, what's our history, what do we hope to do, what kind of things do we do within City Church Leeds. So all those really practical questions, uh, obviously from that, you know, it's, it's tied in very much uh, with, with biblical concepts and, and, and kingdom-focused stuff, but it'll be quite practical as well. And so that will hopefully help people um, understand what we are about uh, as City Church leads. Uh, And as they do that course, as they learn the different things that we want to cover, so things like serving, things like tithes and offering, things like the the word, how much importance we we put on the word, etc. During that seven weeks, I think what we'll hope to do is filter people out. So people will, or rather people will filter themselves out, that they will... Understand enough of us to know, well, do I want to be a part of this group here? Is this really for me, or do I need to keep searching for other church families elsewhere? It's not bad what we're doing, but it's just maybe that's just not for me. Maybe your theology isn't something I can line myself up with. And so hopefully that Welcome Life group will do that. Uh, and beyond the Welcome Life group, um, we would then sit down. So the elders would sit down with those people who've been through it they 've stuck at it I mean what I'll give them an interview that 's not what i 'm suggesting, but we, what we 'll do is just chat and see, see how things are, see how things have been, anything that hasn 't been clear, uh, and then we will have a defining moment where they will become part of city church leads and An example of a defining moment was Mark and Annika this morning presenting them to you and just saying we 're here we 're here to engage we 're here to serve we 're here to be part of this family here so Yeah, well, I I said to John, can you keep hold of the mic so you can interrupt in case I forget anything, so go ahead. Yeah, one of the things that we thought was important about that was that
1: it also gave people not just a chance to say, we're here, we want to be part of this, but also for the rest of us actually to say, we recognise you, we want to receive you, we want you to be, and to, so it's very much a
0: two-way street um, and a shared responsibility towards each other. Good. So let's start with the journey then of how we take people from there through them to what we've got at the bottom there, which is the serving and the life group. So we'll start with the believers and the prodigals. So what we will ask the, the, the people who have come from elsewhere and those who have come back to us who have been away for a long time, we will say, we'll, ask, we'll say to them, you know, what we want you to do is become part of our welcome life group. And so like I said, that welcome life group will be that seven week course. So we plug those guys straight into there. The non-believer, well, hopefully that there'll be people that we'll be able to invite to or will be attracted to the alpha courses that we're gonna be running. So that's not complicated. And then, what are they going to do from the Alpha? Well, they'll go through the Alpha into the Welcome Life group. So the Alpha has enabled the non-believer to understand what Christianity is. It's given them a taste of, of, of what we do, what we think, what we believe as, as believers worldwide. But then we want them to plug into that Welcome Life group so that then they begin to learn something of who we are. Well, what do we stand for? Like I say, what are those distinctives? And then from the Welcome Life group, we will then plug them into... A life group proper. So the welcome life group is never something where you can stay. It's not. You won't be, it won't become a life group in its own entity in terms of how we view the other life groups. It's purely there to get people uh, in, introduced to us as a community and also to go through those seven weeks. And what we're going to be doing that life group, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, is that that seven week course, if it is seven weeks, we've yet to just put the details down, but it probably will be, is it'll just be running continuously. So one through to seven and start again, one through and start again. And so whoever comes, whoever is is a part of us, they don't have to wait a number of weeks to join the the Welcome Life Group. They can get plugged in. So they get plugged in at week four. They'll do five, six and seven and then one, two, three. So that they'll have a full uh, rounded knowledge of who we are, what we stand for, etc. And they can come in that system at any point. And then from there, like I said, to the life groups. And then they'll be plugged into serving in City Church Leeds in some, some fashion. And to, to be part of a life group and to be serving City Church Leeds in some fashion is something that we're going to be pretty black and white on. There a, it's an absolute expectation. There's going to be no gray areas within that. So everybody who, who becomes a part of us, who goes through that welcome life group, the expectation will be that A, you'll be serving regularly and be that you will be part of a life group. There may be exceptional circumstances in which somebody can't be part of a life group, such as maybe awkward work life or or some other reasons. And we'll address those individually when we come come up to come come up against them. But other than that, there is an expectation that if you're part of City Church leads, the two things that we heard are the two things that keep you connected is life groups and serving, well, we expect people to be serving and to be part of a life group. Okay, so what about the new believer? Well the new believer, the one that's been born into the house, they can go straight into a life group, the welcome life group, so they can learn more of who we are. But also, and we probably encourage it as well, is that they can go through the alpha course. So that might be a really useful thing for them to do. So they, they may have been born into the house through any kind of outreach events that we've done. They may have committed themselves to Jesus. But you know they need to know a little bit more about what the Christian faith is, what it's all about. and So we'll, we'll encourage them to go through the Alpha course. And if you can see there, there's a nice little circle that appears. So new, uh, so new believer, alpha, uh, non-believer, Alpha, arrow up, they become a new believer, and then they connect into the Welcome Life group. So it's a, a nice little kind of loop there that works. And the new believer as well, somebody who you know, like I said, has come to faith just maybe through an outreach event or something else that we've done. We can immediately plug those guys into uh, serving in some aspect. Um, And that will be something not, you know, we won't get them to work with the children because we have a policy in place, you know, in terms of CRB checks and being part of the body for a number of months. But they could serve as part of the refreshments team or as part of the stewardship team. Uh, There could be a myriad of other things that I can't think of right now, but we could get people involved in in a simple way to get them plugged into um, City Church leads. That moves me nicely on to three um, things I want to talk about that, that underpin all of this kind of structure. And the first thing is discipleship. We, we, we've talked about discipleship so many times. We, we, we've preached on accountability. We've preached on mentoring. We've preached on discipleship. You know, we've called it discipleship. We, we, we've talked around it. We know and you know that, that good discipleship is what grows church and what advances his kingdom, what brings people to maturity. And so part of that, maybe if people are new believers and they come in and they start to serve, then there'll be a re- an expectation that the leader of that Department that they're serving within will be part of that discipleship process that they will help them and bring them to maturity But also they'll be part of a life group and again So it's the life group leaders and the members of the life group once again to help those new believers um, uh, Bring them into maturity through good discipleship Um, Discipleship is something that You know we should be expecting that God is going to give us a number of people or one person to disciple really well. And we should also have a willingness to be discipled. That recognition that actually I need to, I need to find someone to help disciple me. You know, maybe it might just be one person, it might be a few, but whatever. You know, you could use the biblical image of Jesus um, discipling, you know, the group that he had. Um, but you've got to be part of that group. You're going to be the person that I want to be discipled. I want to grow and mature in my faith. And you've got to be humble and willing to do that. So what's the second thing we're going to create? Well, we've, we're going to create something called a pastoral care team. And I've already asked a number of people whether they'd be willing to be part of this team. And it's not that we're not all pastoral or we don't all have some of that gift of, of being pastoral, but some of us have a bigger portion than others. You know, my wife has a much bigger portion of being pastoral than I do, you know, um, let me pick somebody out, he's not here, so I'll talk about him. Um, Derek, do know Derek, Derek Bryce? He's so pastoral, you know, and what he does and what, how he astounds me is that, you know, I can be talking to him about something and he'll immediately see it from that other person's perspective and I'll go, oh man, I never thought of that and to me that's part of that gifting is be able to put yourself in that other person's shoes and be able to look at it through their eyes and not all of us have that gift we 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 can't all do that so there's a number of people which we've identified you know what you're very pastoral will you become and be part of this group and we're going to recognize those people as pastoral deacons so once again we're going to set time aside once all the group has come back to me and, and and confirmed and we're going to lay hands on them, we're going to anoint them, and we're going to release them into that calling of being a pastoral deacon. And so they will take care. They will be the, 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 the main point of call um, for anybody with kind of any pastoral issues and things like that, and there will be a subsystem in place uh, for those who are being pastoral so that we can cover the enormity of the church. And one of the things that they'll do, for example, is look after and make sure that those people who can't be part of a life group for those exceptional reasons that they will be connected in, and they will you know, talk to them, call them up, take them for coffee, do whatever. Another thing they'll do, and you might find this a little bit funny considering that we're not a mega church, um, but there's, there's a church in the States called Willow Creek, and uh, it's, it's uh, led by a senior leader, a gentleman called Bill Hybels. And Bill Hybels, by the way, is an amazing leader. And if you want any hints and tips on how to be a great leader, pick up any book by Bill Hybels, and just read it through. It's absolutely astounding. I think it's great. So enough of just talking about Bill Hybels. Let me talk about Willow Creek. What they set in place was they've got a massive auditorium, and it's set into sections. And what they decided to try one week was to, I think it's their 11.30 service, to create what they call section pastors. So for each of those sections, they have a section pastor, and what that section pastor does is he takes care, or he or she takes care of that section, obviously, but looks out for new people, looks out for them, goes up to them, say, hey, how you doing, my name's whatever, um, uh, you know, how, what's brought, you know, a casual kind of conversation, get them interested in, in who you are and what the church is. They offer them connection cards, they have something like this, and they encourage them to fill them in. Um, and what, so what we're going to do, and what they've done, by the way, is they found that their retention rate for that 11.30 service, which they've, they've just done, they've got a number of services during the day, they found the retention rate of people coming again and again just because they've put one person or a couple of people in place to say, do you know what, I missed you last week, you weren't here, are you okay? they found a retention rate of nearly 50%. So all the other services compared to that one, they found more people coming again and again simply because they've put that system in place. So I'm going to do something we're going to do something similar like that like that here and it might seem a little bit absurd because we're not mega church with thousands of people but there's sections here that we can take care of so there could be a section pastor here you know and so this this couple here it's great to see you would go up to them and would introduce themselves tell them a little bit about city church Leeds who they are offer them a coffee get them connected and so that will be that will be a function that we'll do every week if somebody misses a week They'll go up to them and say, Do you know what, we missed you. How's things? How's it going? And so again, hopefully we'll try that. We'll see what happens. And, but that'll be part of the, one of the functions of our pastoral care team. And serving all this, underpinning all this, is the eldership. We have a responsibility for this fellowship here. God has put the eldership here. For a specific purpose, a specific time, a specific season, for however long that season is. And it's our job, it's our calling to take care of you, to serve you, to help you, to disciple you, to be there for you. And I want you to know that. I know that some of you do know that, but I think it's important that I tell you that again. And so through all that, we will be supporting, underpinning, and serving all this. And we'll be absolutely within this system as well. I mean, myself and Kath run a life group. John and Kate are gonna be doing the welcome life group. And I'm sure that I'll be involved in the Alpha in some way because I think it's amazing. So just those three points are gonna be underpinning everything. Um, But hopefully it's a system that we will, you know, we'll, we'll play with it, we'll tinker with it if some things aren't quite working. But hopefully it's a system that we can put in place that will help us make that back door a little bit smaller and make the big door, uh, the front door, a lot bigger and so that we do become that voice in the city uh, that God has always wanted us to be. So that's the system, Um, John, do you want to share anything extra to that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd just say a couple of things. One is we recognize that this thing is not complete, Um, so like anything it's going to go through its own development phase and wrinkles and all that stuff i 'm um, aware uh, as i 'm just listening to Mark present it, that there are a couple of categories of people that may already have occurred to folks, and that is one um, the the younger people won 't necessarily fit so well into that model, although the model might work, but it won 't work <coughs> as we designed it there uh, and that's that 's an area that we really want to be able to think about is how we help from the very youngest help them right you know integrate and become. Part of the family. Um, ben and Hannah are not here, are they this morning? But I mean, they have been absolutely amazing. I have to say, I think they have a fantastic gift, um, and I just applaud them for it. Um, and I think you know, people like that have a way of being able to show the rest of us how maybe we can work some of these things. And then there's another um, group which I think we we're just going to find. Uh, coming our way and that is people who find commitment difficult how do we help them you know we can offer them a system and then they drop out the other end and we go so where is it guys they oh, well you know and I think underpinning all of this we've got to say this has got to be based on grace this is not about um, it's, it's not yeah it's not about legalism and so what we have to do is try and help people find how to express that place of commitment that God is looking for in their life um, so you know we recognise there are some gaps in this but we're going to go with it.
0: And so as we go through this process then for those of us who have been part of City Church Leeds for a long time um, if you know there's, there's a challenge there so a number of those challenges is about serving you know if, we, if we're going to expect new people new, new believers that come in to be part of that we've got to look at ourselves and go okay uh, wh- where can I serve what can I do, can I do anything more Uh, And also to be part of a life group as well. That's a massive expectation because that's where a lot of our discipleship is going to come. A lot of our reaching out into our local communities is going to come. For those of you who were here last week, um, if you remember that Dave talked about uh, uh, five levels of commitment between reaching out to some kind of missional um, group uh, that small groups could do during the week. And so maybe we'll look at that and see whether our life groups can get involved in that five levels of commitment and see what level each life group wants to be at. So there's there's some challenges there for us but ultimately we think this, like I said right at the beginning, I think this will release and generate innovation rather than strangle and keep people tied up in legalism. It's just we haven't had something like this for for a long, long time, if ever, Uh, and you know it was all prompted from John Barge asking John Casey, well, you know who is part of city church Leeds? i think something like that yeah. you know who, who who actually is amongst us who are you responsible for pastorally and john i think he said it was quite honest back to john said you know what i don't really know i know some but i don't know everybody there are people that buzz in and buzz out and buzz in and buzz out and it's uh, it's stopping them buzzing about and actually committing to something so um i'm, I'm wondering whether to open it up for questions <laughs> whether that's a wise thing Maybe, maybe a few minutes if there's a big burning question that you've got. Um, if there isn't, brilliant. We'll, we'll call it a day and we'll just uh, give out some notices and you can talk to me in a little bit. Um, but if there is any that you want to vocalise publicly, now's your chance. I'll come over to you. John had it just marginally quicker than you, Jess, so I'll choose him first. <laughs> it's just a light question. Uh, where does water baptism fit in? Well, within the um, Welcome Life group, there'll be that as part of the teaching. So water baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit and things like that. Um, so immediately after that kind of course, um, even if it's just one person that wants to be baptized, as we believe is right, we'll open up the baptistry and we'll baptize them. We won't save up until there's a number of people. We'll open it up for just one person, if need to be, and we'll, we'll baptize them from that. Does that answer the question? Great. Okay, Jess.
2: Um, I just wanted to mention how I've already kind of, before we necessarily set this up, just been encouraged by it. So um, one thing that we had was um, SongPro was becoming a little bit of a, a burden, if you were, to maybe one or two individuals that were trying to make it every single week and serve in every single week, and then maybe they had other service areas as well. And um, just through a bit of a call-out, we managed to get enough volunteers, and now people are doing it once a month. That means that they are, they are plugged in, they are serving, but it's not a burden. And then they are able to um, spend some weeks when they're serving during the main service time and others where they're just kind of part of the congregation worshiping. So the more of us that do step up and serve, rather than, it sound, it can sound a little bit like a burden, but actually it's really releasing. And so kind of everybody putting in their part actually um, really blesses and releases everyone and it is fun and you do feel part of something so I just really encourage you to have a think about somewhere that you might be able to serve. Songpro is pretty pretty alright at the moment um, but other areas maybe that actually um, you do feel connected but it doesn't have to be a burden it can actually lighten the load all around.
3: Um, I would like to feel Mark that jean and my serving is not something which we're doing for a charity in Africa, but is something we're doing on behalf of all of you here. Mm-hmm. That we are a missionary outreach to another, to a third world country, uh, and that that is serving you as well as serving them. Because we are grateful for the support that we're getting from so many members of the congregation who come along to a a meeting to pray together and to offer encouragement and so forth. And in that way to to give um, an identity to an international outreach, not just outreach into the local city, because in the same way that the church is something bigger than just one fellowshipping community, I think the international community Mm. is also a part of our church and what we manage to help organise, albeit in a shambolic way, in Africa is actually our church. We are an extension, we're an arm for you.
2: I guess my question would be, not that that it isn't, I completely recognise that, but when we are talking about serving, so Mel's, if I can... Summarised was. I hope that is a, a serving within. Is are we as well as that? Are we talking more practically within this house, or is that considered the kind of things we should be involving ourselves in?
0: Um, I think Mel's absolutely right. That, that obviously we do serve outside of um, this immediate envi- this immediate environment, and it is an extension of who we are. If you're a part of this family here, and you go out and you do something, and you serve elsewhere. That is obviously. You know you're representing the the family here completely, I think for this um however, I think we have to also bear in mind that we are focusing in that even though the, even though these things are fantastic and amazing, such as the missional outreach uh, to Africa um in this particular instance, we are talking about just focusing in a little bit and just saying what what is you know what systems have we got in place for city church leads in this place right now in this time. Um, so it doesn't undervalue, devalue anything that what Mel's just said absolutely encourage that and, and I know that Pete for example is, com- is connected with Kingdom Performance uh, Ministries uh, and that's a very much an outreach thing through the arts into the city and obviously we, he goes as representative of, of City Church Leeds he's part of the family absolutely but I think in terms of this system or what have you we have to just rein in our, our, um, our vision and just you know our beam and just focus a little bit more on going it's for us here okay Any other questions? No? I'm sure things might come to you uh, as you think about it and what have you. And please feel free to contact me or talk to me afterwards. Um, I just want to just let you know, I I mentioned Super September. um, So we're going to be launching um, the pastoral care team in Super September, or in September, let's call it that. uh, And um, we're going to be... Beginning this in September we're going to beginning alpha some point in September the welcome life group is going to kick off sometime in September um, We're going to be doing stuff for the students obviously in September And we're also going to um, do refresh once again uh, this September October. Hey, that's good. That's got a good response um, <coughs> we, we paused it for a little while um, Just as we pulled things in that, that were just stretching us a little bit too much Um, because we were going through a bit of a shaky point. So we pulled things in. But now I believe that God has has, has taken us on a journey. We're now in a strong enough place um, that we can begin to reach out. And that's that's why it's such a a strategic time for us this summer going into September and October. So um, for those of you who don't know what refresh is, most of you do. Essentially, the very basic, it's a barbecue that we put on for a number of weeks outside here at the bottom of the steps, put two gazebos up. Um, we hand leaflets out. We open up the building to people. We open up the cafe area, and that's on a Friday evening and um, until about half past eleven, something like that, maybe twelve o'clock. And uh, and, and we just grab the people that are walking past because, as you well know, once freshers kind of start coming and university begins um, you get a ton of people walking backwards and forwards on the Otley Run which is the pub crawl up and down the road so some of them can be a little worse for wear, depending on where they are on the pub crawl Um, but it gives us an opportunity to interact with them an opportunity for them just to if you remember a number of years ago when I first said this just for them to go oh just just take a breath just take a breather you know, we'll we'll talk with you. We'll pray with you. We'll offer you some food, um, and it on so many levels, it 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 was incredibly successful um, in terms of being able to interact and talk with people. You know what? People are so responsive uh, for prayer, you, more surprisingly, more than you think most people will receive prayer if you ask them if you can pray for them and that's a wonderful privilege to be able to do that um it and do you know what else it did as well not only that it it gave us a name within the universities so the students were talking about us have you heard about that group that's giving away free food on a, on an evening well no who are they well there's christian church that does blah 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 and it gave us a voice well it gave us a kind of a voice into those areas, um, particularly if students joined us and then went back into those universities, such as maybe Becca uh, and Jess here, who are in my line of sight, so I can comment on them. So we're going to be doing that as well. So there there are some of the things. So what I'm going to ask you to do now is to pray, how can you be involved in that? Um, Obviously, the refresh is is pretty hardcore for a number of weeks. It takes quite a number of people to do it and to sort it out, but... It is a lot of fun, uh, and if you want some idea of how good it is and, and, and how fun it is as well as anything else, ask Pete, because he, he, when we talked to the leadership forum you, uh, last week or wherever it was, he was so enthusiastic about it that I thought, well, he's the man to sell it. So uh, you know, talk to Pete, and uh, he'll encourage you, et um, Okay, I'm going to draw the morning to a close, but what I want to do is to, again, give people an opportunity, if you don't yet know Jesus, an opportunity to pray an opportunity to ask him into your heart, because he loves you, he lived for you, he died for you, and he rose again for you. So please can we have every eye closed, every head bowed, and if you want to follow after me as I pray this prayer, um, you know, you can do it out loud in your head, wherever it, wherever it is for you, uh, and if you've prayed that prayer, then I want to talk to you afterwards. So.